Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Lieber. The first time ever from Rattlesnake Ranch. James, I know you can't see me until you put this thing together in post, but I have a cabin behind me. I'm in the wilderness, brother. Are you outside? <laughs> no, I'm in the I'm in the small cabin. Okay. You when you say a cabin behind you, you mean like the interior of the cabin. I was yes. picturing like this like silhouette of a cabin as the in the distance <laughs> as you sit there on like a stump or something, but of course not, because if you were outside there you'd be killed by rattlesnakes or eaten by coyotes or somewhere along those lines. Oh God, put an end to this misery. I would love for that to happen, James. My only my only regret is that I wouldn't know that the coyotes would suffer like some kind of intestinal problem after they ate me. That would be my only regret. Anything that comes in contact with you suffers an intestinal problem. Trust me, that's, it's an inevitable outcome. I assure you they will, they will probably <laughs> die because, I, I mean, just, just talking to you is toxic. So I can't even imagine ingesting part of you. Ah, the intestinal distress that you feel just keeps me coming back for more. <laughs> I, I will compliment you though. You're uh, you're getting pretty risque with that Twitter account of yours. I what? saw a certain picture you posted of a ball valve just putting the <laughs> salacious pictures out there, like from every angle too. Open, close, all over the place. Like, man, Steve, what are you doing? But you just put I it know. out there. I gotta say, Judy P's sister-in-law cracked me up when she tweeted. I'm about ready to pass out playing the ball valve drinking game on wrong and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, which, but it was pointed uh, out, James, you and I outdid ourselves. We beat our ball valve record. In the last <laughs> episode. We hit 30, the magic 3-0. <laughs> I'm kind of shocked it wasn't more. I swear we had the word ball valve in every sentence there for a while. We're going to have to stop because if they're playing that game again, we are really going to kill somebody. <laughs> I tweeted more for your benefit than anything because I didn't think I did a good job explaining to you what a ball valve was, but that was a plastic version. There are metal versions also, but that, that's basically what a ball valve is. Yeah, I, I, I got the basic picture, but I do appreciate you underestimating me. We, we should always assume the least, uh, the least knowledge of each other. We just, just assume we don't know what's going on. I know that's how I treat every conversation with you, and so far it's, it's proven accurate. Well, James, after your column this week, I'm reminded that every decision you make is a bad one. Hence, well, you're true. here again for another episode. And so I figured that life just basically passes you by most of the time. And I need to slow it down once in a while and really bring you into focus. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, uh, I was out here being happy, just living my life. And it's like, you know what? We need to bring <laughs> balance to this. Let's, let's inject some misery and talk to Steve for a bit. So speaking of which, yeah. please update me. What terrible, horrible, rotten things have happened on Rattlesnake Ranch in the last seven days? First of all, how dare you from assuming, for assuming <laughs> that something horrible has happened? But second of all, let me answer the question. <laughs> so... The plumbing at this place has been an absolute nightmare. I have one of my locals uh, looking for a good plumber for us. 
The toilet septic issue is taking place still about 20 feet from where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> Mrs. Steve poured in. I'm not exactly sure how much is in a metric ton, but that's about how much bleach she poured into there just to kill the smell while we're waiting for the septic to get resolved. But I will say that my son, two days before he was scheduled to leave, was taking a shower. The shower in this cabin, by the way, is the only thing that has worked from day one in this place. Now, the shower wouldn't turn off when he took a shower. <laughs> it wouldn't turn off? So he texted my wife, mom, he texted mom and said, hey, my shower won't turn off. So she came hustling over here, not only to have the valve in the wall for the shower broken, but it was flooding inside the wall and coming out under the wall into the kitchen. So that has to be remedied at some point. Between this cabin and the big one, we have two kitchens and two bathrooms, meaning we should have two sinks, two toilets, two showers. Actually, four sinks, two kitchen sinks, two bathroom sinks. Four sinks, two toilets, two showers. Of all of that, the only thing that works is one toilet and one shower. We have zero sinks, and the only plumbing that works is in the big cabin. This has been an absolute nightmare. How did you uh, how did you get the water turned off to the small cabin? Uh, there is a shut off ball valve. Ah, I'm glad you brought there me it back, is. James. <laughs> <laughs> Just outside the cabin, and it was a ball valve that was specifically installed so we could turn off the water to the small cabin without turning it off to the big cabin. Because it used to be there was only one ball valve that took care of the water to the whole place. So we have an emergency ball valve for the small cabin. Mrs. Steve hit it, and we now have all the water shut off here. So the small cabin is, is waterless, is what you're saying. Just completely. Yes. You went from bad plumbing to effectively no plumbing. Yes. Did, uh, did the acid do anything in the toilet? Does it, did it destroy the place? Did it have no effect? Did it just anger the monster living underneath? Uh, this is a good question because I'm fairly certain that uh, we've got to be like built on an Indian burial ground or something for this kind of thing to happen. But my son was brave enough to look into the toilet at some point and said all of the goopy sort of uh, solid matter is still in place, but now it's all white and has no odor. So I'm <laughs> guessing <laughs> the bleach did what it was supposed to do. Are you brave enough to flush it yet? Or I guess you can't without water. Oh, no, 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 no. Mrs. Steve also tried several chemicals to break up whatever the clog was down there, but it was ineffective. <laughs> this, uh, this, this does not surprise me in the least. Although you did drop an interesting fact that I did not realize before. Does the big cabin only have one bathroom? Yes. So you're in your dream house, you will be sharing a bathroom with Mrs. Steve for the rest of your life, huh? This is, uh, this is we a have decision. plans at some point as soon as this podcast takes off and is wildly successful from a financial standpoint. <laughs> that we, I saw, you, you were laughing because you concur, or I'm yes, not sure what the. I'm, okay. I'm laughing with certainty. That's what that was. The certainty of our coming wealth. Yes. Good. I'm glad we agree on that. But uh, yeah, we're gonna build a master bedroom suite next to the cabin and then connect them with a breezeway and that will have its own toilet and its own shower except the small cabin which is only about 900 square feet has a septic system that is uh, big enough for two bathrooms our big cabin which is big has a septic system that is only able to handle one bathroom so we'll need to have an additional septic put in 
for the master bedroom suite whenever it arrives. Well, that is exciting. You are going to be best friends with probably a series of plumbers, each of whom will leave you disappointed and with more ball valves than you'll ever need. Speaking of ball valves, and I believe you, you it might not have been you. I can't remember who pointed out. We lost, the, the heat failed in the big cabin. And as you well know, up in Indianapolis, it was cold this past yes. couple of days. So the heat stopped working because there was air. We, we have a heating system where hot water is circulated. Here we have plumbing again through the floor of the big cabin. Except there was air in the system, so the pump wasn't pumping the water. So the water stagnated and went cold. So we had to figure out how to drain, I'm sorry, bleed is the correct term. We had to figure out how to bleed the system, which is like a Rube Goldberg. And I think I've explained it on this show. There are probably no fewer than 11 ball valves, possibly as many as 20, I'll count next time, that are involved in this heating system. And... Uh, we had minimal guidance from the contractor who said, uh, you got to hook a hose up to this thing and then turn it on and wait for the water to stop gurgling. But with all the different ball valves, we were able to figure it out. And I believe we bled the system successfully after I went on a rant about how we should have burned this effing place to the ground and just tried to rebuild rather than redo everything and fix everything and remodel everything. I have a wood pile the size of two cabins next to this <laughs> cabin because we keep tearing things out and having to fix them or replace them. But the point is, Mrs. Steve and I got a win. We actually, and she initiated it, James, we high-fived in the utility room after that sucker got bled and we had heat. So you did not die in this recent cold snap is what you're telling me. That's right. And today in the small cabin, which has no heat, uh, we have a couple little radiator heaters and they are working fabulously. Wait, 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 wait. Your son is in the cabin with no water and no bathroom and barely any heat. He just, he's just over there. And if he needs to use the bathroom, he, he walks 100 yards through the freezing cold. <laughs> is, that, is that the plan? First of all, he's back at school. Okay. Second okay. of all, he only has to walk over when he has to number two, which he had to <laughs> in the first place because that toilet in this cabin has never acted well. So he used to be able to pee in this one. Now he just does what men do when he has to pee. And I think you know what I'm saying. He pees in the shower like you? Well, the shower is another issue because even when it did work, whoever installed it, installed it backwards. So if you can picture this, James, here's just one more freaking thing. The shower head, I'm going to do a visual that you're not going to be able to see, is on this wall right in front of you. And if okay. you're facing the shower and it's coming down, splashing your face, the drain is actually behind you on that end of the bathtub and the bathtub is sloped the way it's supposed to be, which is downhill toward the spigot, mm -hmm. except the drain is on the uphill side. So the tub doesn't drain properly. You have to kick the water up toward the drain and hope that it goes into the drain. That's another thing that we're dealing with, but the shower worked and I wasn't gonna question it. And now that doesn't even work. It's a nightmare. Well, I'm not surprised that they put the uh, the drain like on the upward side because there's really no guarantee that gravity there would work normally either. I mean, every <laughs> other thing is broken on that ranch. Why not gravity itself? Why can't the water flow up? Boy, this is a great point, and I only wish there was some uh, scientific accuracy to what you were saying because that would solve a lot of problems. But unfortunately, it's the worst of both worlds. 
by the way, um, I, I believe you mentioned in the text, and I don't know if you were, if you were exaggerating or being completely honest, because for you, there's, there's a fine line between the two, but are you actually snowed in right now? Yes, although it's not snow, it's ice that has us okay. stuck. I was going to say, if it was like uh, up here, yeah, I imagine you got a, a light dusting of like a quarter inch of snow, which is enough to shut down Tennessee until, uh, until July, maybe, uh, maybe October. But you have ice, actually. So you can't. You, so you are, you are currently stuck at your non-working ranch. Is that, yes. is that the situation? Yes. But Mrs. Steve cooked five pounds of bacon this morning on the grill. And so I'm okay for now. Why on the grill? Because. <laughs> okay. You're, another thing, huh? You know what? Yes. Please tell me. Oh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, I was just encouraging you to talk, please. Oh, oh, yeah, well, because, uh, so. <clears throat> we a, lot of, a, a lot of hesitance before you get to this story. <laughs> well, there's, uh, I don't know how many supply chain issues are due to COVID and how many are just that companies are incompetent and want a convenient excuse to make, but. We ordered an oven or stove or whatever you call it months ago. And it's gotten to be a running joke with Mrs. Steve and I that they'll say the stove is due in on October 5th. And so we say, okay, on October 4th, we're going to find out when it's really coming. And then on October 4th, she'll get an email that says, oh, uh, we have to bump it to November 5th. Anyway, it's out till February 5th now. And at some point, I'm guessing we'll have to just make our own stove out of like <laughs> iron that we mine from the earth. Because I don't know if ours is ever going to get here. That is, uh, so So you have one bathroom between two buildings. You have yeah. half a kitchen maybe between two buildings. Hey, is, we have does, a microwave. Does the stove in the small cabin with no water work? Yes. Okay. So yeah. you could, in theory, go cook over there and then come back and eat <laughs> in the cabin with a bathroom. Yes. That would uh, you just you're gonna get a lot of exercise in this place now. Cooking bacon on a grill that sounds incredibly dangerous to me because when I cook burgers out there, the grease causes flare-ups, and if I don't pay attention, like every third or fourth time I cook burgers, I'll get like two feet of flames. They're just <laughs> threatening, and they just turn it turns them into you know blocks of charcoal and it nearly burns down the house. But Your bacon left eyebrow is, finally grew back. That's yeah, good. bacon is like fifty percent grease by weight. Like how did that how did that not kill her? I don't know. I was over here working all day and just know that she did that over there. So, and the proof is sitting on the table. I had to run over there to get her phone to record this with you and was witness to the succulent bacon that's waiting for me when we're done. So I guess I need to, uh, I need to know what kind of bacon she cooked though. Are you crispy bacon people or are you soft and floppy bacon people? That's interesting because when we have breakfast, I got it in my head a long time ago that she was a crispy bacon person, but she's not. Now, she doesn't like it floppy. She would rather have crisp than floppy, but her ideal is right down the center stripe of the road. For me, I like my bacon to be crisp, like it's uh, Bacos that are barely held together by the bacon atoms. Like if you dropped it on your plate, it would shatter into literal Bacos. That's how I like my bacon. I like a little crunch. How about you? What? 
Well, I knew because you uh, you put ketchup on steak that yeah, I figured you would just you would just cook all the flavor out of it. So it doesn't what? surprise me at all that you cook it until it's tree bark that's ready what? to shatter. I like it floppy, like on the towards the oh. end of like dangerously undercooked. No. Like that's where it needs to be. That's where the flavor is. Every second you cook that, you're just burning out the taste. I mean, what do you what do you even taste? You just taste cinder. Do you even taste the pig at all? Why 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 do people put bacon on their salad? Because there's still a lot of flavor that's bursting why? out of those little things. Yes, do, even a bacon chip is full of bacon flavor. Why do people eat salad, period, and then put bacon on it to pretend like it's real food? <laughs> why not just eat bacon? And why not cook that bacon in a way that it tastes like something other than just disappointment? I, I, I guess I'm not shocked at all. Based on every other decision you've made at Rattlesnake Ranch, of course you would have five pounds of crispy bacon. So you now, were going... You know, you could have ended your sentence at, why not cook the bacon? Like, you don't have to say how to cook it. You don't cook yours. It feels like snot in your mouth. And then when you swallow, it feels like a worm going down the back of your throat. Or maybe I should have reversed those. But the point is, it's disgusting from a texture standpoint. You got to cook it. Have you ever had prosciutto? I don't know what that is. It's, uh, it's, it's basically... It's cured pork you eat raw, but because it's cured, Ooh. it's safe to eat. It's like real thin strips. You find it in the lunch meat section in stores, and it's stupid expensive. And huh. that's that's like bacon. That's I mean that that's how bacon should taste. Now, it's like <laughs> warm prosciutto. That's that's the ideal. Now, I do cook it quite. I mean, I I, I cook basically when the bacon is has you know gone about it's shrunk about to half its size but it's still floppy that's that's the right amount and you want to make sure there's no actual char on either side if you get char that's burning what? you've ruined that meat you don't want no. the char yes that's that's where all you taste is the charcoal then i i don't know why i have to explain this to you you're like 95 years old you've eaten so much bacon in your life how could you have been <laughs> doing this wrong First of all, you don't need anything other than ground beef, so I don't want to hear this argument from you. But second of all, you have bacon with eggs, which are by nature soft. You need something to offset the soft, and that's the snap, that crunch of the bacon. I just, you know, every once in a while, I cook it too much. And in fact, my kids insist on having it crispy because they're children. Thank they you. don't understand things. And every time I do, it just, it just breaks my heart that I'm taking this perfectly good meat and just ruining it, just depriving it of all nutritional value, of all flavor, of all. There's there's a lot of kids running around in the background today. I don't know what's going on back there. Anyway, <laughs> they'll probably hear me talking about bacon and they're getting excited, like you know, like everybody should. Oh, so are you just gonna microwave this crispy bacon after we're done talking, or are you gonna eat it at room temperature? Because once you know it's a, it's bacon bark at that point, it doesn't matter if it's warm. Is that the plan? <laughs> I eat everything at whatever temperature it happens to be. Like we got a pan of dumplings from Cracker Barrel and I'll just scoop a couple fingerfuls out and stand in front of the refrigerator and eat them. What was Mrs. Steve complaining that I was eating cold the other day? I can't even remember, but we've got brisket in there. I'll just cut a slab of brisket and eat it cold out of the refrigerator. I don't care. So if the bacon is on the counter, I'll eat it at room temperature. When she puts it in the refrigerator, I'll pull a piece out, wrap it in a slice of cheese and eat it cold. I'm not that way, James. I don't put a lot of time into my food. I am just one who appreciates the experience. 
Well, now I'm upset because I'm going to have to agree with you that I also eat a lot of things cold, just straight out of the fridge. So first of all, leftover bacon, uh, pretty much in any state, is pretty great right out of the fridge. Like if if I cook too much, the kids don't eat it all. I don't eat it all. Next day, you just pull that out as a snack. It's cold bacon is pretty good. Uh, same thing with ground beef, burger patties, anything, pretty much any meat I'm willing to eat out of the fridge straight. And it's yeah. okay. It's yep. uh, and, and the people who, who take the time to microwave it, sometimes microwaving things makes them worse because you yep. just you, you, you bake them and they get dry. And so, yeah, you just you throw a little bit of mustard, a little hot, bit of hot sauce on there. You're good to go for pretty much anything. And this podcast is now torture because I've talked to you for another five minutes before eating something. And that just makes me sad. <laughs> well, maybe it's time for you to drown your sorrows in some bacon and ground beef. Yeah, I've actually uh, I've been transitioning away from the uh, from the ground beef a little bit, just oh. kind of experimenting. So for a long time, actually for a couple months now, I was doing just bacon and eggs for every meal all the time, and it was it was amazing. And then I thought, you know, this bacon takes an awfully t- long time to cook, yeah. even in yeah. the floppy state. So it could be a lot faster if I just ate eggs. So for the last week or so, <laughs> I've just been eating eggs, so many well, eggs. How do you eat your eggs? Do you I hard scramble. boil them. Do you- I, okay. you, I, I scramble them, and it's uh, I am an expert at making scrambled eggs. My scrambled eggs are never burned. I, I scramble them in a cast iron pan, oh, usually yeah. make six at a time, and they come out perfect every time. Just put salt on them, and they are good to go. The simplest, greatest food there is. Do you, do you uh, prep the, the iron skillet with a little bacon grease first? You know, I have a giant stockpile of bacon grease, yeah, so much yeah, yeah. so that I finally stopped saving the bacon grease. But I think I like it better without. I thought, you know, what? I'm just going to eat the egg straight, and it turned out okay. I thought for a while that I had to have butter in there. I had to have bacon grease, but I've been doing without, and I really can't tell the difference flavor-wise. So I thought, you know what, maybe I'll have just a little bit less grease pumping through my system. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. I mean, yeah, that's true. Who am I to hear, judge somebody on their grease content? I'm, I'm generally very pro-grease. It just I thought if I ate less grease, maybe I could fit le- more eggs in my stomach. So that's kind of Ooh. the balance I'm going for right now. More eggs, less of everything else. I'm actually 38% grease by net weight. Well, yeah, I can tell it on your face and basically any other place <laughs> your skin is exposed. <laughs> And I, I have an oily T-zone. What are you going to do? I can't blame you for it, though, because you don't have any working bathrooms. It's not even your fault now. You have to go around, out and roll around in the ice to get clean. I'll give you another one. Speaking of bathrooms, the only mirror in the entire property is here in the small cabin. So my son, being 18, had to do his hair because <laughs> I guess he has a reputation to maintain among the coyotes. But uh, we don't have a mirror, and uh, as you will find out when you're sewing this together, I'm wearing a tie today. So the only way to do a tie, now my hair is pretty low maintenance. I think you and I kind of share that benefit of life. But when it comes to tying a tie, I have to be looking at it when I'm tying it. So I set my phone up and put the video on reverse so I'm (laughs) watching myself tie the tie. It's uh, a life hack that I highly recommend for you, James. And I do get to bask in my own radiance. I have another life hack for you. Uh, Buy a second mirror. What? Mind blown. What? They're like four bucks at Big Lots. Even you can afford that. All right, Mr. Rockefeller. God. (laughs) You probably have toilets that flush. You know, I think the lack of a mirror in the big cabin is a feature, not a bug. That's probably why Mrs. Steve bought the place, just so she wouldn't have to see you (laughs) and reflected the back at her. It's just... Man, out of sight, out of mind. That's that. That is a blessing. You now are spared from looking at your own face. So I, uh, I guess I should commend you for making a good decision for once. That was actually a smart move. 
Like you, I believe, I am looking at my own face right now. Yeah, that, that is unfortunate. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I'm also looking at my own face, and uh, it is discouraging to say the least. And I, I'm never quite sure who I'm more disappointed with, you or me. It just is, it's just a wow. vortex of disappointment, which should be the subtitle of this entire podcast. Vortex of disappointment. There's your autobiography. Yes, I, it'll probably be on my tombstone. <laughs> it'll explain so much. Some of my, all of my accomplishments or lack thereof in just those few words. You know, that's actually more apt to be the title of Lola's autobiography, <laughs> just Vortex of Disappointment. You know what, though? She's the one who said yes, so I almost feel like her decision-making is worse than mine. Like, she saw what was coming, and she's like, yeah, I want to hop on board with this. Let me make make me a part of this horrible, horrible misadventure. Like, I mean, I'm me. What was I going to do about that? But, like, she's here voluntarily. That's on her. Wow! And there were no roofies, chloroform, or alcohol involved in this decision? Even if there were, we dated for, like, four years. Like, I don't even know how you'd pull that off. (laughs) At some point, she would sober up and be like, whoa, I got to get out of here. All her friends, they must have just tired of giving her advice when she wasn't taking it over and over again. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're you're this handsome, it just kind of overwhelms the the sensibilities. That's, I think that's really the story of this, just a truly beautiful but misguided man just luring an unsuspecting woman into his orbit and then ruining both of our lives. That is... That that is our romance in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, James, yours was already ruined. Come on. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here, brother. You ready to wrap this thing? Let's get out of here so you have more time to make more things go wrong. Oh, and that is the thrust of our show lately. It's really been fun for me. Well, that's another episode of Steve's Misery. I hope you all played the ball valve drinking game, ball valve, and I'm curious that JDB is going to tell me how many times we ball valved it again this week. And until we come back to tell more ball valve misadventures, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn and very disappointing unicorn. Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening. Figure out what's wrong with you and get that checked before next week. And until we meet again, when we come face to phone and are confronted with all the problems of everyday life, two wrongs can make a right. Also, ball valve. <laughs> <laughs>